Moto One Podcast Network. You're listening to Creative Writing, the motorcycle podcast so bad we received an ASBO in Wales. We've been voted best motorcycle podcast five times by David Caruso impersonators across the globe. Check us out on patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out how you can support the show. All right. With no further ado, let's get into this week's topics, this week's shows, this week's arresting conversations. Hell, I'm out of here. Who am I fooling? (laughs) Nobody, baby. Not fooling a, a damn body. I think this is the same intro we used in the last show. That's just a very, very funny. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome in. It's Junkie Turdman here uh, coming in live. Com- hopefully coming in hot. Am I dead? I don't know if I'm dead. I could be dead. Uh, oh, God. This soundboard. Oh, we're good on the soundboard. Um, hey, before we get into this week's show, let me uh, bring you this week's topics, this week's uh, hot, flashy news, and then our creative projects and fab. Let me give you our disclaimer. Creative writing, motorcycle podcast. We have a views and opinions. Those those views and opinions are the participant participants only of the creative writing motorcycle podcast. Not those. Uh, uh, they, they do not reflect the policy position or opinions of the creative creative writing Moto One Podcast Network, any of our affiliates, and any opinion is respected. Participants not intended to malign anyone or anything. Even people trying to read this in, ex, in a might as well be drunk because I can't even speak right. Uh, way so not not to malign anybody else that might read it drunk and do a better job than i am and i'm not even drunk hey everybody welcome this is episode i believe my notes say 267 so we'll go with that i wanted to say thank you to our last guest krista that was a fabulous and amazing story so much more that we edited out of that and we're gonna have krista back on the show sometime um to talk more about racing and to talk more about uh, the world of ducati first person to put ducati on the internet if you can believe that it's a crazy story uh by the way i did want to say uh paul wrote us in and said that he knew krista if you if you listen to the whole episode you remember uh krista mentioning that she's trans um and bry viffer met krista back in the day uh i guess he probably had i'm gonna i'm gonna guess it's when he first moved out here from connecticut vermont damn it where's paul from connecticut massachusetts i think one of those New England states. Um, and he, uh, his VMAX broke down. And uh, Krista brought it to the shop where uh, she worked at the time and said, don't worry about it. She was, she, she explained to me that she was the uh, the catch vehicle for a lot of these, uh, you know, the Palomar riders and a lot of the groups used to, to do the squid squad racing. Uh, and yeah, so came, picked up the bike, took it to the shop, fixed it. I think it was just a flat tire or something like that or... Uh, some other weird odd thing and was able to get Bryviffer back up and going many many moons ago so who knew on the internet you know some 20 maybe 30 maybe 48 years later which is uh, chronologically impossible but we'll just say that many many moons later somebody that I meet on the internet and talk to actually ran into somebody that's a patron of our show uh, and uh, you know contributor regular contributor so thank you Krista thanks Paul thanks everybody oh my god that's tuned into last episode if you heard that 
in person in Wisconsin. I apologize. My my dad sneeze. I have epic dad sneeze, and uh, basically, might as well just have an atom bomb go off uh, whenever I sneeze. So listen, this is gonna be a short show, partially because my sinuses have been killing me for like the last two and a half weeks. I think I mentioned it on the last show. I've been uh, haven't been blowing through the COVID test now that I know I ain't got it, and it's just allergies. And I just uh, I'm fine all day fine all night and then all of a sudden one one little sneeze will set it off and now I'll just my face will be a fountain uh I did want to say uh coming up pretty soon here let me jump into my notes we got a bunch of bunch of great stuff coming up and I, I ought to mention some of that uh Daytona Bike Week is starting here pretty soon so don't forget about that um basically I think that's going to be uh the March 10th Right, if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken, March 10th, uh, March 4th, which is also going to be here pretty soon, is going to be Mama Tried fourth through the sixth as Mama Tried show there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Go get Milwaukee in in Milwaukee. Uh, Flat Out Friday is going to take place on the fourth, uh, uh, so check that out. Uh, different arenas, ones at Pfizer and ones at the uh, the Ace, I believe. Um, so go check those out. Mama tried. Uh, get your winter vibes on there. And I hope it's not as crazy as it has been. Uh, you know, basically 2022 has been pretty nutty as far as weather goes. Um, it's hot one day, freezing the next. Who knows? Um, also, February 23rd, uh, this past couple weekends ago, we had the uh, Streets of Willow happening. So that was uh, hopefully fun. Uh, February 23rd. Nobomoto is having a carb workshop. Mention that. Go to noblemoto.com. Sign up for this carb workshop. It's going to be in a couple days. Uh, get signed up for that. Learn how to do a carburetor and, um, hell, learn how to do six carburetors and come help Wiggins sync up the CBX. Uh, February 27th, SoCal Cycle Swap. It's the last Sunday of every month. Uh, February 27th is the last day of February. A lot of people will tell you this 28th. That's not true. Um, Friday, March 4th, Daytona Bike Week starts. I think I already mentioned that. Also, uh, that's uh, I literally just said a couple minutes ago. If you're just now tuning in, rewind about 32 seconds. You'll hear, hear me say that Mama Tried and Flat Out Friday is happening 4th uh, through the 6th. April 22nd. Hang on. I feel like I'm missing a classic track day. Nah, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with this. Um... Uh, April 22nd, Stagecoach Classic Motorcycle Rally happening out in Julian. You got to check that out for sure. Uh, April 23rd and 24th is the Big Willow Classic Track Day. I believe that coincides with the SoCal Grand Prix and Carnival of Speed, uh, which I believe is the uh, same weekend, 23rd and 24th. Uh, May 21st through 22nd. Pasadena uh, Motorcycle Greenhorn Run. That's going to be going on. God, I'm, I apologize for my, my nasals. This is, this is awful. Uh, so go check out one of those amazing rides. If you got something going on in your part of the world, if you're not in Florida where it's like, I don't know, it's sunny right now in Florida, and Texas has been up and down all over the place. Same with the Midwest. Uh, right now, I know in the Northeast, it's been snowing. Who knows? Next week, it could be uh, melting. Um we, we could we could see temperatures in the four thousands, uh, so who knows? Keep me posted. And if you got any cool rides coming up this spring, let me know. Uh, also, 
just got to set that down. Also, I just want to let you know that Tuesday, this Tuesday, in a couple days, it's going to be 2 2 22. It's going to be a day of twos. So get out and do something special on your two wheeler. Uh, and I was trying to think of something fun we could do. Maybe like take a, take a picture of your best. Uh, I don't know. Take. I was thinking of traveling the world this year. It's this year, since uh, hopefully everything will open back up. I know uh, certain certain places are still coming out of lockdown. Certain places are opening up. Certain places have people citizens blocking the roadways <laughs> to get around the country. I don't know what the hell is going on anymore. Uh, everything has changed and everything is nuts. But two two twenty two, get out there, do something fun. Uh, send me a picture at creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com and uh, maybe I'll go through the pictures and send you some swag. By the way, thank you to our newest patrons. I think I already mentioned the, the Nokomoto boys. They uh, are, are our newest patrons. I just want to tell you that your patron package is in the mail. Thank you so much for becoming a patron of the show. I up my patronage to you and thank you for giving me the middle finger uh, by giving the same patronage to me. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, I think that's about it for news. There's a couple things happening that we haven't really talked about. I don't believe since last we were together, we've been kind of focusing on our guests and all that fun, special stuff on this episode. We're probably going to talk about just being creative, doing some fab stuff. So why don't I start off with a little bit of news? Uh, a lot of stuff's going electric this year. We knew that, but triumph just came out with their TE one, uh, te one I believe, um, e-bike, e-motorcycle. And the prototype has come out. It says phase three. Uh, last time I checked their, um, last time I checked their website and it's kind of interesting fact that also Ducati, you know, said they'd never do, uh, you know, that we're going to go synthetic gas. We're going to do everything we can. We're never going to do e-motorcycles. Now they're coming out with them. Pretty much everyone's going to have an electric motorcycle pretty dang soon. Also, in that vein, uh, I think um, Segway, Segway Power Sports has revealed over 40 dealership partners, according to uh, one source that I was reading. And I believe Segway is going to start making motorcycles. They definitely are going to start making little side-by-sides and stuff. But I think they're going to start making uh, motorcycles as well. And I think they have a... Uh, I think they have a starting a dealership network. So that's pretty interesting. Um, let me see. Oh yeah, there's a lot. Wow. They, they name them all off in this, uh, in this article and that's about it. And they show the Segway, uh, side by sides, but I, I swear Segway is coming out with, uh, uh, basically a motorcycle as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure also Sondors, which is a, uh, uh, fat tire. Well, they, they probably make all sorts of bicycles, but the very first, uh, pedal assist bike that I rode was a Saunders. Um, they are also coming out with a motorcycle apparently this year. And, uh, along with Suron, which makes like a stealth bomber, like our guest a few shows ago now, um, late last year, early. Yeah. Late last year, uh, Trent, he, uh, I think his was a Suron stealth bomber. And now Suron's coming out with some more, um, I don't know, motorcycle specific. If you think in the line, in the vein of like cake and that sort of stuff, they're coming out with some more motorcycle specific stuff. So not only are the little guys getting involved, the big guys are getting involved. Everything's going to be electric in a few years. So, uh, BMW, their vision next 100. If you remember that baloney back in 2016 or 18, um, that's already 
kind of gearing up to be like what the next 100 years is going to be. So I, I imagine that we'll start seeing some of this stuff trickle in pretty, pretty soon. They do have the CE4 uh, and I think the CE2, which is uh, their scooter variants. One is basically uh, a larger one uh, and one's a smaller city commuter one. And I think they are real stupid. If I remember correctly, they, they did like one of the worst quote motorcycles ever but bmw's uh, jumping in here early into the electric game kind of probably uh you know slingshot off of their success with their their automotive stuff which means that we'll probably see something from honda i mean if we're already seeing stuff from uh <laughs> triumph and not honda that's very surprising uh being that them and kawasaki and yamaha have all like expressed shown or debuted some weird sort of prototype in the last few years uh for, for the fact that triumph has a has a prototype out before any of those fools does is uh, pretty amazing what else is here and let me next time i have to sniff in i'm just gonna stick it right on the microphone and just snorkel right in your ear um that's right. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to mention is the uh, BTR, the Build Train Race. Um, if you are familiar with Royal Enfield, you'll know that they are making their home right next door to Harley Davidson down there in uh, Ramsgate, Filth, Mound, Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. I think that's the name of the town. Not too far from Milwaukee. Um, last year, they did the BTR series where they uh, sponsored some women. Uh, gave some women some bikes and uh, of course Royal Enfield I believe the Interceptors the uh, the Parallel Twin and um, let them go out racing road racing they had to build it they had to do all that fun stuff and uh, Melissa Paris returns as the crew chief and mentor for the women this year I believe last year it was like six women seven women this year for 2022 not only does it return but it brings 15 women uh, with the uh, few returning from last year to round out the uh, the field so we're gonna see some pretty cool women road racing this year from royal enfield as well as partnering with the build uh which you a uh, couple also a few episodes ago narissa from the uh, iron angels was on talking about how um moto uh i'm sorry moto i can't think straight now royal enfield i almost said moto enfield that'd be a great name for uh I'm going to put that in there. Copyright that right now. Moto Enfield. All right, got it. My next motorcycle that I make is going to be called the Moto Enfield. Anyway, Royal Enfield's uh, partnering with The Build. They're doing all sorts of great stuff uh, for kids and, you know, sort of teaching them STEAM and STEM and all that fun stuff. Now they're doing the, the BTR Women Racers. And so this is pretty cool, exciting stuff that Royal Enfield's getting getting in on. Uh and I've heard some I've heard some rumblings about Royal Enfield about some some new bikes and this and that, but we won't get into that this show. Uh, what else is in the news? Oh, last thing last thing I have in the news is that the MIC, which is the Motorcycle Industry Council, who puts on AIM, who just uh, you know if you if you're familiar with AIM, they just uh, had that a couple. Uh, I don't know, it feels like a month ago now, but I think it's just a few weeks ago. Um, they got together with the AMA. Uh, the Motorcycle Sa <clears throat> Motorcycle Safety Foundation and uh, Pete Buttigieg, who um, was the Transportation Secretary, and they got together talking about the uh, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act that uh, got passed, and they want to make sure as this whole thing goes forward and as they're figuring out infrastructure and as they're figuring out the future of travel and transportation we don't forget about motorcyclists oh yeah listen i promise i'd do this 
There you go. All right. Yeah, so they, they got with um, the NHTSA and DOT, which is, uh, I know you don't have probably in Canada. In Australia, you definitely don't have. I've seen, I seen how those kangaroos, they run the they run the highways and roads down there. And the drop bears, don't get me started. Like so many videos of people's windshields being smashed in by just cocksucker kangaroos that just think they can just jump down the middle of the street and then jump on your hood and smash your windshield and then jump on your roof. Oh, it's great. It's terrible. And if you have a sunroof and you're driving under a eucalyptus tree, drop bear. Yeah. So I don't know what you guys have in Australia. Uh, maybe the National Ruin Koala Foundation. They run They run how you do the stuff there. But in America, in good old America, we have the DOT, which is Department of Transportation. We have the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration. There's a bunch of other little crazy things. Um, and they say, hey, listen, guys and gals and uh, aliens that, run, <laughs> that probably run our country. Um, we want motorcycles to be part of this. We want motorcycles to, to be considered whenever you're making these roads. Make sure that you design them to be safer for motorcyclists. Uh, the actions that you that you do, we want you to consider motorcycles every time you set up something and, and you're making a corridor, you're making, you're making this or that. Uh, consider motorcyclists, right? One of the things that they said is when you're when you're coming with the, these advanced driver systems and automatic uh, or autonomous driving, we want you to consider motorcycles there as well. And, and, and there's a huge, there's a huge thing that I had written down last month in the, in my notes that I knew we wouldn't get to for a while about the AMA and, uh, advanced driver systems that we're going to get into. This kind of ties right into it. I just wanted to say before we get into all that, um, not only is Buttigieg totally on board and he's down, they want to bring back the, um, motorcycle advisory council i don't remember uh if you were last year i think i talked about this and i mentioned the governors that were involved in the uh the motorcycle advisory council and uh the ama were working really closely and it was a bipartisan group of uh congress people that is that is um very active and uh, motorcyclists themselves and they were you know are, are already having conversations with the people in uh, Washington, D.C. about uh, motorcycle safety, DOT numbers, all this great fun stuff. Um, I did want to say they've got the uh, they got it back on the board. You know, they're 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 making sure that everybody is still engaged and all that fun stuff. And, you know, as fun as talking about <laughs> stuff in Washington DC safety corridors and all that stuff could be but uh but yeah they're still engaged and they're still having talks and this kind of boop, 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 let me move over to my other notes this kind of backs up some of these notes that I had from from a few weeks ago so we'll get through with all this boring crap here in a sec give me like five minutes so I just want to say that I have these notes from I believe it was um uh, AMA magazine. I forget if it was like the end of the year or the beginning of this year. So we've been within like the last five five issues. But the uh, AMA versus ADS is what I have my notes tiling. Um, they are super happy. They they get such a boner every time NHTSA goes after like Tesla or somebody that has auto uh, automatic driving or automated driving or autonomous driving, whatever you want to call it. But NHTSA, uh, the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration, is investigating Tesla for 11 accidents involving autonomous driving where autopilot didn't recognize emergency vehicles, uh, either flashing lights, flares, cones, illuminated arrows, things like that, um, 
or any sort of thing that directed traffic uh, around accident scenes. There was a few of those. Um, one of the very first creative writing episodes, I think it was number three or four, was SITS, which is um, uh, Cooperative Intelligent Transportation Systems. And here's what I'm thinking. Maybe we need different tools like electronic flares or flare. I, I know it's easy to carry around old school flares, but not only is that wasteful and it burns up and they stink. Um, what if you had electronic flares that you could recharge and reuse and then they send off a beacon to electric uh, to vehicles and, and it doesn't have to be an autonomous vehicle. If your car has like automatic braking or lane, de- lane detection, you know, lane departure, uh, any of that stuff. Any of those things that like Wiggins is always bragging that his uh, Subaru has, maybe we send an electronic beacon and as your car approaches it, gets that and it automatically moves over or automatically breaks or whatever. There's there's a bunch of things that I don't think we need to blame Tesla for. Um, so they, those can be re- reused. They can send off an infrastructure to vehicle signal, which if you listen to CITS episode, you'll learn that lots of shipping and lots of um, logistics and transportation in Europe already uses this stuff. Hell, if you have a smart card reader and you're going on the express lanes, you're kind of already reading it too. The, the express lane reads the little chip in your card as you're driving through and it charges you or whatever or says hey this car is on this route they could probably track you with it right that's how that's how they uh, track bridges and tunnels and trains and and boats through harbors and stuff already in europe it's with a lot of the stuff so that they don't crash into each other um it's very very easy to do uh it, you know if, if a bunch of drones can do it then and not crash into each other and be programmed to to read where each other's are then you can definitely do it with cars that already have these systems being onboarded so my beef with the ama is that they have their their hands in a lot of weird baskets um that don't really to me that's just just weird so anyway uh also and it's not that i'm all for unregulated uh autonomous driving systems without any oversight, but 11 crashes is far fewer than human-caused accidents, especially with emergency vehicles. Um, I did some studying. Uh, Last year, 36,000-plus people died in vehicle fatalities in 2019 alone, and a very detailed report published by uh, NHTSA in December of 2020, actually, outlines several statistics, uh, including the crash type and the demographic. And motorcyclists came in at 14%, which is the same as in 2010. And the only group uh, with less fatalities is large trucks, if you can believe that. For all those ro- crazy road cam videos that you see, large truckers seem to be uh, the safest drivers out there, probably logging the most most miles too. So even pedestrians and pedal cyclists were higher uh, than motorcycles. And if we talk injury um, and take into account the the uh, the numbers skyrocket into the millions. Now deaths, it was thirty six thousand. Injuries, it was like millions, and they include bicycles, pedestrians, they include all these people in the statistics. So 11 crashes from autonomous driving, and we just don't trust them because they're computers and we don't have our hands. It's it's, it's a human thing not to trust a computer, even though, if I don't know if you knew this, but when you're flying in a plane, I think like 90% of the time, a computer's flying it. The pilot's not sitting there with their hands on the yoke. They do takeoff and landing because those are super, super hard to do, and I don't think a computer could do that quite yet. Uh, And they probably take over during an, an emergency or a storm or something like that. But 
uh, 90% of the other time, uh, the computer's driving the plane. So what's the difference with that in the car? Not really that much. Uh, it's just how much humans uh, think we're in control until we're not in control. And the automatic braking, I mean, all the stuff that's coming on vehicles nowadays proves that you're so distracted you can't you can't uh, pay attention. So 36,000 deaths um, compared to 11 crashes. And I don't, even, I don't even remember how many deaths there were in those 11 Tesla accidents. But I think Tesla's got us beat, folks. Not to, not to rub it in, but I think that the uh, computers know what they're doing better than we do. Um... So let me see, blah, 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 blah. So uh, there's, uh, um, yeah, 2.74 million injuries um, and not not including the 36,000 deaths. But anyway, in, in summation, it's easy for the AMA to keep going for the low-hanging fruit of advanced driver systems and say we're doing all this stuff with autonomous driving. We're trying to get the you know uh, government to look after all this stuff. When actually, why don't we just say that like, Drunk. When when you looked at the stats, when you looked at these detailed reports that the police take, uh, and when they do crash scene reconstruction and investigation, um, drunk driving, drowsy driving, speeding, illegal racing, and pass uh, people not wearing their pr- restraint uh, properly. And I guess if you're a motorcyclist, that means gear usage. Those things contribute to the overall numbers and is a hundred percent operator error. Advanced driver systems can do none of that. They can't make you not put your helmet on. Uh, they can't be tired. They can't be um, drunk. You know, there's a bunch of stuff that advanced uh, autom- autonomous driving systems can't do. So while I'm happy that the MIC and the AMA and all these other people are going you know, hog wild and, and trying to get all this stuff passed. Great. But you know what? We need to be responsible also as, uh, as humans and as motorcyclists and say, listen, there's a certain, certain thing there that I think autonomous driving and infrastructure, vehicle to infrastructure and vehicle to vehicle stuff is going to be awesome. Just awesome. And it's going to make things a lot safer for us in the future. All right. Enough blabbing out of me. We're already at 26 minutes. Let's take a quick break. Why don't we uh, pay some bills here? Uh, thank our patrons. Thank you, all the patrons. Uh, and we'll get into some talking about um, some other stuff as, as I go through puberty right in front of your ears on this show. All right, be right back. <laughs> For over 131 years and several months, Clogman's has been supplying quality pickles to motorcyclists the world over. Legendary icons such as Sylvester Roper, Oscar Hedstrom, William Harley, Betsy Stringfield, Frank Willoughby Cotton, Evil Knievel, Nikki Hayden, and Sachiro Honda have all quenched their desires for a thick, juicy pickle sliding across their greasy, willing lips with none other than a fine specimen from Clopman's. Join the Hall of Fame, win your first race, impress the judges, put a Clopman's in your mouth, and a championship trophy on your shelf. Clopman's, not for dreamers, for doers. Clopman's, the only pickle for motorcyclists. Looking for a high-quality leather that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Well, not yours anyway. Try Criders, made in the USA from 100% renewable resources. We don't use fancy hide like kangaroo or elk, nor do we use other imported hides like jaguar or okapi. Those animals are scarce and protected. We extrapolate our hides from a unique source of marsupial. 
Not a wallaby, though, if that's what you were thinking. Crider's leathers are made from the United States' most renewable resource, the common opossum. The common opossum is so common, in fact, that thousands of hides go to waste each year on American roadways. We don't believe in letting these valuable garment farms end up in the city dump, especially with a looming leather shortage on the horizon. Crider's is dedicated to rider safety, and a low overhead is our number one priority. Visit Crider's today and we'll fit you up in new skin. Possum skin. Crider's, the cheapest leather you'll wear. Visit Crider's now. We're located down by the stream behind the old recycling factory. Crider's Leathers. RP Enterprises brings you their latest invention the medicated adhesive graphic strip. The medicated bandage strip is emblazoned with bold graphics depicting infected pus-oozing wounds. Whether you have a minor scratch, a hangnail, or a clean gash, make sure you customize it with MAGS, the medicated adhesive graphic strip. The bandage only from RP Enterprises. RP. Get it today. Available in fine stores near you. P.S. This is a cold read. That's why it doesn't sound really cool and overproduced. Mag's graphic strip from rpenterprises.rp. All right, everybody. That was uh, Elton John bringing us the RP Enterprises uh, medicated piece of graphic strip ad. Thank you, Junkie. I mean, Elton John. Oh. All right, enough of that crap. Thank you, Elton John, for stopping by one more time. Tiny Dancer, keep on dancing. So, everybody, this is the Junktastic Junktator. Junktator? Uh, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. Today's today's uh, episode is about projects, being creative, and fabrication. <sighs> All things that Junkie's been struggling with lately, but I really do love. Um, I did want to talk to you about being creative, being in a funk. If you're in a funk... And you know how to get out of it. Call me because I've been in one. It's been really hard to get out. I've been working a lot lately um, and trying to plan stuff and really addicted. When I, uh, A lot of times when this stuff happens, I'll, I get addicted to uh, a rush. That's why I love motorcycling. That's why I used to love bicycling all the time. By the way, I'll tell you, we're going to try to throw me off of, of a fucking cliff a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago now. Uh, yeah. Um, that that gash is healing. Speaking of the uh, infected gash that RP. <laughs> RP bandages we're talking about. They did make it look worse than it actually is. My wife freaked out. And I was like, hey, baby, that's the that's the uh, medicated adhesive graphic strip. That's not my actual leg. My actual leg did look pretty tore up for a bit, though. But it's good now. Um, but that's why I get addicted to certain things. When I get in these creative funks, it's much easier to procrastinate and just put it off and do something else other than what you're actually supposed to be doing. And lately, folks, that thing that I've been addicted to is Rocket League. If you play Rocket League, it's a game where you play soccer with cars or football with cars if you're not from America. Um, and it was the stupidest game. Stupidest game. I hated Rocket League. And uh, the very first time I saw it, I thought, what a waste of time. Now I'm flipping addicted. And not only that, but I've been ranking up, which makes it even harder to quit because now I know if I stop practicing, I'm going to suck. So... And people aren't kind on there. It's almost like, you know, somebody told me that I sucked so bad to please uninstall the game the other day. Uh, And, you know, I know it's just like, you know, that's how I talk with my friends when they do something. You know, we always chide each other and give each other a hard time. I know that's all it was. But literally the day after that, I won a gold rank tournament. And so I was like, wow, I'm gold. And, you know, I remember when I was 
freaking pewter. You know, you start it, you start out and you're less than solder, you know. So to advance up to gold rank pretty quickly this season, I was like pretty stoked. So either everybody really sucks or I'm actually getting better and I just don't realize it because I feel like I really still suck a lot. Um, but I'm addicted to that game and it's a lot. There's tournaments that happen three times a day. Um, you know, do I want to work out? Hell no. Do I want to go smash some soccer balls into some nets, you know, on, on the video game console? Yes, absolutely. Even though I'm 126 and everyone on there is probably 17, uh, you know, I got I started watching R RLCS, which is a Rocket League Championship series on um, Twitch and on on the internet. Like they actually have like lands and like probably pay these guys six figures. I don't freaking know, but uh, like they have a really good production. So I started watching it for that. So when I, when I should be creative, a lot of times it's easy for me to duck out and do these other s super stupid things that really aren't going to get me anywhere. It's not going to get me any further along in the stuff I need to do. It's not going to get me any further along in the projects that I have a backing up. What it's going to do is just occupy my brain because I'm so wiped out at the end of the day. I just need like a mental release. So it's almost like a, I feel like it's one of those things like a self-care thing. Like, yeah, man, just go to yoga. Don't worry about making, you know, your kids every single basketball game this year you need a day for you i feel like that's what rocket league has become for me but what i also feel like it's been doing is getting me out of the creative mood so i got in the uh i got in the um garage this weekend and i went out there or up there i'm not gonna tell you if it's out or up i could live in a weird dimension where my garage is actually above my house uh, in the sky. So I climbed the ladder to my garage. God damn it, I just said I wasn't going to say where it was. Ah, shit. Anyway, I climbed the the, uh, the ladder to my treehouse garage, and I got out here and, um, and started doing some casting and stuff because, you know, we got some new patrons. I'm trying to work on some stuff for all of our patrons, and I figured let's give this, these two buttholes the uh, short end of the stick and see how things are going to turn out with this, like, new prototype. So it turned out pretty good, actually. I mean, it didn't turn out great, but it turned out all right. I, th I think I could do better. Uh, but, yeah, I was doing some, some, you know, trying to make some fun stuff around here just to be creative. I'm trying to make some parts here and there, some knickknacks here and there, just fun stuff to do. You know, it's just fun to get out and be creative. I'm also doing some body work. Bri Viffer dropped off, I think it was November that we went for coffee or December or somewhere around Christmas time. Uh, I've had him for a couple months now. He dropped off the OEM belly pan for his VFR and I threw that thing on and oh my God, it's beautiful. But it, guess what? I was making some like side cows for it and of course it doesn't match it doesn't match what i had i was gonna make my own belly pan that kind of like followed a totally different body line than these old these new ones do long story short that won't be able to uh too hard to modify mine to fit so i'm not really worried about it however i just got to get in the mood it's been super cold i didn't want to come out here and throw um uh, fiberglass the past you know it was like 90,000 degrees in January I should have done it then and then we had all that rain and then in February it's just been colder than a uh, I don't know polar bears butthole that's sitting on the ground um, and your resin doesn't doesn't work very well when it's cold it's got to be between a certain temp and it's like that's when I'm at work so it's been really hard to get out in the garage the last few days and now we're back to heat like we're back to getting pretty warm um, so I think it'll be all right to get back to casting and get back to the, uh, resin and fiberglass, fiberglass stuff that I was working on. Um, and I've been trying to also make some videos for our patrons and animate some stuff. 
with our new iPad and our little new animation. That takes for fucking ever. I didn't know this getting into it. I mean, I knew it took a long time to make like a little GIF or a little movie, but you know what takes forever? Uh, reading a Polaris parts catalog correctly and animating. Animating stuff takes forever, and my kid does it, and and I love her stuff. And I'm probably I told her, you know, I'll make you a little YouTube channel if you want, because your stuff's amazing, and you're only twelve. Um, but my stuff's crap, and it takes forever because I'm doing it in my spare time. So I'm getting back to animating, getting back to throwing some resin, and I'd love to make some videos for our patrons and eventually for the for the whole world. Uh, but it just takes so damn long. So. What do you do when you get in a creative funk? Uh, email us, creativewritingpodcast uh, at gmail.com. It's not creative writing a podcast, by the way. It's creative writing podcast at a gmail.com. I think the little at sign is pronounced uh. So yeah, email us. What do you do when you get in a creative funk? What do you do when you get in that zone where it's easier to just watch Friends 92,000 times, you watch Bob's Burgers, watch Rick and Morty, you know, Go play mini golf in your backyard, play video games, sit there and, and code. Uh, you know, I know some people quilt, but you're actually getting something out of it when you quilt. I mean, if you feel like, hey, I'm not doing a bunch of moto stuff, but I'm quilting, you're you're getting something cool. I'm specifically talking to you, Kate. Uh, so, yeah, there's when you're in a in a creative funk. I guess some people can transition it to another creative avenue, but I've been having a lot of hard times. So basically just getting out here in, in the backyard or in the garage or somewhere outside has helped a little bit, but I got to tell you, it's been rough. This past few months, 2022 hasn't been great. Started with me flushing my keys down the toilet has not got much better since. Uh, what else we got on the docket for tonight? Oh yeah. And our fab projects and our unboxings. We're going to be bringing you a bunch of that stuff. Uh, this year, uh, patrons. Um, let me see where we at. Uh, we're at 37 minutes. We're going to wrap this show up pretty quick. Uh, I did. There's a couple things I did want to talk about. We're going to do an off-track segment for my old show format. This this new format, we're, we're, we got four topics. That's all we're doing. This topic happens to be creative and fab stuff. Uh, I did want to tell, tell anybody who's interested, if you are interested in fiberglass and you are interested in resin casting stuff, little toys, little motorcycle parts, you know, I always thought of like, before 3D printers came out, and I knew Jay Leno had this crazy garage full of like weird old cars, I was just like, man, he must have people sit there and create fabricate pieces that they don't make anymore like on the mill or whatever it is like a doorknob window crank for freaking you know 1918 Duesenberg or something he must just have a dude sit there on the mill and like fab up an actual what they look like take the dimensions you know weld it back together braze it whatever the hell they did with you know and then 3d printing happened and i was like wow so I don't know about all that stuff, but I know how to do it the old crappy way that I assume Jay Leno did. If you want to learn about that kind of stuff, that's why I do a lot of casting is I can take pieces that are busted and make little, uh, like my starter button on Spamala broke. Like first year I had that bike. Um, I made a little cast of it out of resin and guess what? The original one was probably some sort of polyurethane. So just depends on what type of resin you get. It could have been the same crap for all I know. So I made myself a new starter button that sticks out even further and it's easier to push when you have gloves on. So yay for me. Um, stuff like that. If you want to know about that stuff, hit us up, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com or become a patron because I'm putting a lot of stuff. I'm planning on putting everything I have up there. So for as little as a dollar a month, you can listen to me ramble on about 
uh, polyurethane and silicone. <laughs> so, uh, other things I wanted to mention before we get to this off track segment is the crappiness of Honda scooters. And um, I was just on the uh, Motorcycles and Misfits show. Uh, you might hear it if you were. You, well, you'll definitely hear that first before you even hear this. You might hear this three months later. Uh, but we were talking about the Navi and we were talking about some scooters. Um, I just want to say how crappy the Navi and the PCX. Come on, Honda. You're a company that makes freaking Asimo for Pete's sake. You make thousands of motorized vehicles. You make, you make computer stuff. You make boats, I think. You used to make all sorts of crazy stuff. You can't make a... a, a just like an actuator for your ABS or like your combined brake system, like the PCX. I just, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, and I don't know if I started a rant about it on another show or not, or actually went into it. But the Navi draws the line. The Navi, I mean, I know it's cheap, and I know it. I know it has to be cheap, and it has to be cheap globally because uh, it's been around for a while in India and. Uh, Southeast Asia then it made its way over to Mexico for a few years and South America um, all of North all of North America below the US uh, border uh, and some of South America I believe um, and then uh, let me see then this year 2022 it comes to the states finally and I think Canada and or maybe they'll get it next year who knows and it's only like a thousand bucks so I realize it has to be cheap but do you know that you could do a little better than putting two <laughs> two cables going to the front drum brake and drum brakes, front drum brakes. Spamla has front drum brakes, but she's a 1980 250. I think I don't even think they put disc brakes on everything until like at least 83 uh, that was small like that. So yeah, drum dual drum brakes uh, in 2022. Who could have thunk it when like your PCX has like combined ABS? But they have a drum brake on that too. The PCX 150 rear drum hydraulic front, but combined braking system. How do they do that? Again, with more levers and crazy uh, mechanical witchcraft. Not even an actuator. Like, dude. Just put an actuator on it so when you squeeze the brake lever, not only does the brake lamp switch trigger the brake light, but it also like triggers the actuator that's going to uh, squeeze the rear brake instead of having that weird little... They have two master cylinders on this, one on the handlebar for your regular front brake, and then another master cylinder in the middle of the bike that looks just like a rear brake master cylinder. But what it does is when you pull the... Uh, when you pull the brake lever it sends pressure uh, there's like two cable two hoses two brake hoses on the caliper and one's coming from the lever to the caliper and one's going from the caliper to this other master cylinder and when that master cylinder gets pressurized it moves the, the little push rod and it pulls a like mechanical lever which then pulls the rear brake to a little bit you know so that you got your combined braking systems so there's a cable there's an actual fluid master cylinder that has a little cable and lever pulley system like some rube goldberg design you might as well have like when you pull the lever an egg falls out of some little hatch and rolls down a uh <laughs> rolls down a ramp and hits a, a woodpecker you know toy that pecks the matchstick that lights the thing that melts a string and or burns a string and then when the string snaps then the rear brake cable you know gets triggered by the bowling ball that falls out of the saddlebag or from under the seat why not do it that way or just put a freaking electric actuator and do it with the uh, uh, do it electrically 
I mean, you could still have that stupid master cylinder, that little slave cylinder there in the center of the bike, but just do it that way instead of having all these crazy cables because then the rear brake is a cable brake. So when you press it with your foot, the cable, yeah, it does go back to the rear drum, but it also goes up to that master cylinder and yanks it. And now pressure gets sent to the front brakes because they're hydraulic. So that's how you do your combined system. Like, dude, just do it electronically, Honda. You have the money. You have the money. Or is it that you have to sell one gold wing to make four PCXs and you don't have the money. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. But the Navi, the Navi's the same thing. There's all sorts of cables going everywhere so that it has combined braking on dual drum brakes. You could probably put your feet down and not even burn through the soles of your shoes faster than you could uh, stop with those combined drum brakes. I don't know. At any rate, I wanted to, I've been wanting to rant about that for a while. The, the, the stuff that engineers make, that mechanics are like, what the hell is, uh, is wrong with you? Um, going with that into our last segment here and then we'll get you out of here and you guys have a great week uh i did want to talk about this and i don't even know why why this came up i just i heard on another podcast a while back and it reminded me of all the drop bears and kangaroos that have been seeing trash in the roads in in australia and so some of this is about australia so uh and and also as if you go on instagram and look at any motorcycle account they're gonna have a pet on there everybody loves animals well, everybody but me. Junkie Turdman does not love animals as much as I love this. I was riding my bicycle while I was riding Wiggins' bicycle, the same one that he tried to throw me off a cliff on. Uh, I was riding it around my neighborhood the other day, and I come around the corner, and there's this beautiful, majestic, healthy-looking coyote. There's some coyotes around here with mange that look like bald chihuahuas on steroids. And that's another story. They're disgusting. But this one was beautiful very uh looked like mature you know very healthy looking just stared at me kind of turned around and ran the other way and then stopped and looked at me and i was like oh is this shit gonna come at me like that's how healthy it was it wasn't that scared and it's in an urban environment well do i live in the no, i live in the burbs the suburbs but he's in a suburban environment and doing well doing healthy not getting hit by cars so on and so forth that's i love natural animals being out in the neighborhood now when the bears come down and get in the trash cans that's kind of a different story uh but we'll talk about that later so i want to talk about responsible animal ownership because my dogs they're only 25 pounds a piece they might have been able to both tag team this this coyote but coyotes run you know 50 not 50 probably like 30 25 30 pounds but they're bigger you know my dogs are kind of short my dogs are uh I have to be able to pet them, and as you know, I'm not even four feet tall anymore. So, um, anyway, that's that's another story. So, I want to talk about res- responsible animal ownership. Now, I know we're all animal lovers, whether you love your fucking parakeet or your snake, or you have a snake and a parakeet, or you have a snake and you had a parakeet when you went to work this morning, and neither of <laughs> they're both gone when you get home. Um, I know that you love you love to hug them. I know you love to hug your parakeet and people that have snakes like to hug them and they love them. The snakes hug them back, especially if it's an anaconda. And at the end of a long day, nothing feels better than to toss them on a grill with some sage and some. I don't know. Show no God. I, I wrote the wrong thing. I was uh, that was a fist puppies ad. Uh, you love to hug your pet when you get home, whether you have a Doberman Pinscher or a Maine Coon cat. They taste so good when you throw them on the grill with some sage and spice. All right, I'll, I'll quit reading that line. Anyway, they make wonderful pets and therapy partners, and motorcycles are always posting up pics of their little pups or kittens around the shop. And some of these little furry friends are more popular than their human counterparts on social media. 
And Junkie want to remind that it's always better than to save a life than make a new one. So that's the first thing on this list. Don't go out and go to one of these puppy mills or like my stupid neighbor when he was buying these fucking $4,000 French Bulldogs bullshit. Is, an, is a dog really worth four or $8,000? I don't know. You tell me. The ones that I get are always much less than that, and they are found on the streets. Both of my dogs are rescued or adopted. They're the best, and they don't have snorty, stupid faces, and they don't have hip dysplasia, and they probably have better immune systems than all these other inbred dogs because they're not inbred, right? So Junkie want to say... There's tons of animals in shelters and adoption programs that need a home. They've already been spayed. They've, you know, they're fortunate. Uh, yeah, sure. They aren't fortunate to come from a breeder and have some pedigrees, so they're usually unloved at the pound, but they're still furry lives looking for love. And speaking of love, if you love your pet, please spay them and neuter them, right? And also, last thing, wild animals like skunks, raccoons, and coyotes, they not only target smaller animals, but they carry rabies and they can pass them on to any size animal that you may call a pet. So be careful. Spaying and neutering keeps your friend uh, uh, from not only from propagating, but from wandering the hood and getting in a fight with a coyote or a skunk or something like that. Skunks and raccoons, I didn't know this, rampant with uh, rabies. And if you're in Australia, drop bears and koalas, rampant with chlamydia. Like every single koala in Australia has chlamydia. So don't fuck a koala, even if you're thinking about it, even if, no matter how cute you think they are. So I know Australia likes pussies. Hey, I've seen Abby winners, <laughs> but did you know that feral cats? Now this is another reason to spay and neuter your pets and keep them uh, inside. Feral cats kill 2 billion reptiles, birds, frogs, and mammals a year. I said billion with a B and one billion invertebrates, probably the spiders and uh, banana slugs and fuck, who knows? Australia's got probably one billion different types of invertebrates. Uh, but yeah, they want to kill you. Everything in Australia wants to kill you all the time, especially drop bears and those kangaroos running down the middle of the street in the middle of the night, smashing up cars. So listen, that's a lot of Australian animals, three billion worth of animals uh, that have been safe for thousands of years because cats never existed in Australia. And then all of a sudden, we take a bunch of prisoners over there. Well, we, I didn't take any prisoners. I love Australia, but the British took some prisoners over there and some cats and probably some rats and cane toads and all sorts of crap. And now Australia, the uh, natural animals are just getting wiped out. And if that's not bad enough, the forest fires are wiping out those chlamydia ravaged koala bears at alarming rates too, right? So keep your pets spayed, keep them neutered, keep them inside. Don't let your fucking cats outside. I know my cat's like an indoor cat. Good. Because even here in the States, cats kill birds and frogs and lizards. And I had a cat that we used, that it was uh, used to bring decapitated rabbits into my room uh, and leave them at the foot of my bed and then bring in a bird the next day. And she'd like make these gross collages out of dead animals, like a rabbit head and a bird body. It was disgusting. And I'm not kidding that she used to kill rabbits. So Cats, even no matter, and she was not very big. She's a small cat. So small cats could even be dangerous to the local wildlife. You stop seeing wildlife in your area, guess what? That's a problem. 
Um, that means that uh, there's no more wildlife anymore. There, there. Uh, it's probably a cat took out the last fucking ri- white rhino or black rhino or whatever is now extinct. There's one left in Africa, and as soon as it dies, it's gone. And I think wild cats, uh, feral cats, ran out and killed all the other ones. So keep your cat indoors, okay? Um, not to mention in India, feral dogs, feral pigs. I saw this uh, Reddit video where these pigs and dogs were the dogs were trying to eat the pigs and then as soon as the uh, pigs were like hey like our little piglet over here they killed him and ate him and the dogs and the pigs were fighting over the baby pig and then the dogs attacked the dog and it was all in this disgusting grass lot right behind um right behind some apartments and in front of like a shanty town so dogs pigs cats anything that can go feral like that uh it is nuts. And Indian wolves and leopards in India have been recorded fighting with and preying on feral dogs and tame dogs, uh, I might add, snatching them right off of people's porches, off their uh, out of their backyards. I'm telling you, if you live in India, keep your animals inside with you at night. I've seen so many videos of leopards coming into people's front porches, into their apartment buildings, snatching dogs. Apparently you guys like to leave them out, out front, so if they poop, they poop in the hallway. Listen, don't do that. Don't do that. And in, in, in California, too, we have a lot of mountain lions here. And I've seen mountain lions fight with German shepherds, Dobermans, and only the Doberman won. Everything else, even the big old German shepherds got carried off. So wildlife, if you live in a wildlife area, A, take care of that crap so that you don't get overrun with feral populations, and B, keep your animals inside, right? Uh, feral animals ruin ecosystems and communities, and they don't have to be a problem if we just uh, be responsible pet owners. And as Fist Puppies wants me to remind you, <laughs> they taste great. <laughs> Two two world problems with one great solution fist puppies is solving the hunger problem by getting rid of the feral animal problem fist puppies all right that's it everybody we are almost at an hour i'm done blabbing uh i know most pet owners are responsible and don't need to hear me blab on anymore about it anyway but uh just thanks for hanging out thanks for listening if you do have any creative projects that you want to uh hear about on the show if you're if you're building something if you got something cool going on hit us up you can be on the next creative uh and fabrication episode and with that peace grease um Go to one of these events coming up. If you're into Supercross, the season's just kicking off. I think they just had Anaheim 6. I don't know. They're coming back to Anaheim like 3,000 times. Uh, NASCAR was just at the Coliseum. There's a whole bunch of crap happening here in L.A. Like I mentioned, Rocket League. Yeah, There's going to be a Rocket League land here in L.A., I believe. Uh, (laughs) If you're into cars playing soccer, um, go to our Patreon page. Check out some of the videos we have there. I think they're mostly on boxing videos, actually. Um, But, yeah, I'll definitely am making some stuff on Facebook fiberglass and i'm definitely making some stuff on resin casting and if you're a patron um hopefully this year expect something cast in resin to come to your door or tow board to deliver it personally he'll probably knock down your door he's such a stupid idiot um and by the way speaking of fabrication uh we're we're working on tobor still this year you haven't you haven't heard him on the show lately because um uh, Nokomoto suggested that we do a Robo Wiggins. And so I may be transitioning Robo Tobor into the uh, role of Robo Wiggins on this show. So uh, with that, have a great week. We're not going to play. I'm not going to play New Western Jam. We're going to go out on Slide Ride. Yeah. 
And if you have any good music you want to share at the show, feel free. If you like this crappy song that you're hearing, I made it. It's called Slider Style. And Slide Ride is going to take us out. We just got, we got to wait a few more seconds here. What else can I say? Um, we got an episode from... Uh, J-Pan again coming up here pretty soon. Oh yeah, next next episode we're, it's gonna be our racing episode. Uh, oh God, I almost forgot about this. Uh, Trent, the guy who did the electric uh, motorcycle stuff, he is moving to Finland and he's building uh, was building batteries before he left. And I asked him what he's doing over there. He's going over there to build electric vehicles or like something crazy like that. So awesome i just love that our guests are, are moving and shaking and doing some big things uh if you want to be a guest on the show reach out creative writing podcast at gmail.com if you want to be a patreon supporter go to patreon.com uh, forward slash creative writing uh, and what else check us out apple podcasts uh, stitcher itunes Whoops, that's Apple Podcast now. Where else are we? We're at Standard 92. You can find us on multi-purpose listens, podcast, cloudcast, overcast. Uh, Anchor? No, we're not on Anchor. Um, Some of our other shows are, but uh, check us out on (laughs) nokomoto.com. I don't know. Check us out anywhere you're at. Uh, Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for listening to me blab and rant about the Navi and the PCX150, which nobody gives a rat's hairy asshole about. Take care of your pets. And with that, Junkie T, out of here, baby. Smile, smile, smile this week. See if we don't get you a raise. Man.